Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Great to have your company, Andrew from Dalkeith, uh, regarding the headband. You know what I said before the break, the fact that James Sicily's been fined $1,000, and I reckon it's a joke. But anyway, uh, there's a couple here. Uh, that's a fine every day of the week. Pete loved the show. Andrew from Dalkeith deserves the fine. High contact is high contact. And I've just been told during the break, you can't touch uh, equipment, players' equipment, and the headband is part of Aaron Norton's football equipment, so you can't touch it. Braden Quartermain is a very respected football and sports journalist at the West Australian. Love reading his stuff. Also like getting his opinion. Braden, good evening to you. Pete, were you, were you a fan of Pat Cash, were you? You had not so much respect for the headband. Oh, please. I remember now, I'm older than you. I'm older than you. I'm older than Jimmy and Bray, my producers, but I remember Bruce Dool. Halfback flanker for Carlton had the headband, would have had it ripped off every week to try and upset him. But these days, to get a thousand dollar fine, I see James Sicily's appealing to it. What are your thoughts on? It? I know a rules well, a rule. I tell you what, there's been some there's been some hair pulling ones, and I saw a replay the other day from a few years ago. I tell you what, I would rather have my headband pulled uh, than my hair. And Aaron Norton's got a fair bit of hair you could have pulled as well. So yeah. I think he got off uh, got off pretty easily. Yeah, so it is a rule. You can't touch his headband, otherwise it is part of his uh, footy attire, and you'll get fined for it. And that's what's happened to James Sicily, I gather. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's a sort of a, a humorous aside. I mean, there was a much more serious uh, tribunal incident really this week, wasn't there? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, fine or new fine. It was, it's all pretty good theatre, um, I thought. And you know, um, that these most of these blokes aren't uh, aren't too short of money either yeah. to uh, to pay a little fine. Anyway, it's interesting. Uh, another busy week uh, of footy. We mentioned, of course, uh, Tom Stewart. I don't think many people were that surprised. I think four weeks. Uh, many many were predicting that three would be probably a bit lenient, five might be too much, and I think four is the middle ground, and uh, that's what he's got, so he's out for the next four games. Saying that, uh, let's have a look at West Coast and Fremantle. West Coast do travel to MCG to take on Richmond. Nick Natanui, you'd think, after doing the press conference yesterday, is a certain to come in, Braden. Yeah, he'll come in. Um, you know, I mean, he never he never rucks a... I never plays a huge amount of ground time anyway, sort of, uh, you know... Around that sixty um, percent mark, often so it'll uh, it probably won't be you know too much different to normal. Uh, I guess the the biggest issue is um, just with, you know who do they go with in terms of with him. So either Bailey Williams or um, or Callum Jamison will have to come out of the team. You would have thought. The ladies with Jeremy McGovern's interesting. Uh, the West Coast put out an update yesterday that uh, you know he's recovering okay, but uh, there's still a bit of work to do. Any idea? How long he could possibly be out for, Braden? From what you're hearing, well, it could it could be the season? I, I think there may have even been some some lung damage as well. I think it's a bit more uh, serious than sort of you know what they flared on. I think it was more than just the ribs. Um, you know, I think he's, he's he's okay, he's fine. But and as we know, you know, he's had a terrible run because he 
he played the grand final in 2018 with some serious internal injuries as well. So um, I don't think it's related, but yeah, we, we, he suffered a serious injury. So yeah, if it gets back, if he gets back, I think it might be more just the last week or two of the season. So I, you know, it won't it won't be a lot. But I guess the main thing from here is that he just you know makes a, a good strong recovery and can uh, can have a good summer. And, and it's a shame because he had a great summer. You know, the summer gone. Uh, you know, as a few equals did, it all sort of <laughs> turned to custard pretty quick, didn't it? But he he really had a great summer, and he's just had bad luck and interruptions. You know, all season. Where do you see Dom Sheed now? When they talk hot spot, you just don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting sort of uh, commentary on an injury. Uh, what about Dom Sheed uh, at the moment? Again, he's being assessed. We don't know how long he could be sidelined for. After, of course, coming back for one week. Yeah, I think he's got a, another scan later this week. It, it, doesn't sound great at all does it generally um it, it sounds like they want some more confirmation just to work out exactly what it is but i mean if, if there are you know even the early signs of a of a stress fracture there's only uh, what eight games to go so yeah you think um that, that might be nearly curtains for him and unless they obviously get some good news and it's sort of not, not what they're fearing but i think they're um, hoping by the end of this week they'll uh, sort of know you know where he's at with that so before we leave the West Coast, they take on the Tigers at the MCG. Last weekend, it was the West Coast Eagle Football Club general best weekend of the season. Of course, with the AFL side beating Essendon and the Waffle side recording their first win of the season. And a few of the players, of course, going around there, including Nick Natanui. Uh, your thoughts on uh, their next task? Well, it's going to be uh, going to be tough, isn't it? We know what happened, you know, not too long ago. Um, yeah, it, I mean, these teams were great. Great rivals and played some great games, didn't they? Uh, not too long ago, but certainly Richmond look like they're on the up at the moment. Um, you know, obviously just missed out the other day, but they'll they'll still be uh, you know pushing pretty hard in terms of uh, top four, top six, and certainly top eight uh, picture. I think so. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be really tough for the Eagles. But you know, um, the, the and until last week, the Eagles hadn't won until the last time they had played, and we've sort of seen how they've they've just really missed him, haven't they? With the two young ruckmen in there. Um, just not not giving a you know the sort of impetus you get with Natanui, so uh, you know no doubt he'll make a difference even off uh, you know limited fitness and, and limited game time. What about Fremantle now? They're back home. They take on Port Adelaide. Uh, it's a big game, three twenty on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I was a bit disappointed, and I think a lot of people were with their efforts against Carlton and a couple of their senior stages. In of course, Nat Fife and David Mundy uh, really showed their age. They struggled last week. What's the read on Fremantle, Braden, from your point of view? Oh, I think we can forgive them that one because they've had some great, you know, road wins this year, and you can't win them all, can you? You know, you're you'd be unbeaten. So, I, I mean, it is huge though because the, this week, I mean, the, like they're ten and four now, and and just look at the ladder, how congested it is. You know, the pure maths say that you you can't really lose, you know, any more than five or six games in a season to finish top four, really. So they now they've now lost four. There's not not much room to move, really. So yeah, absolutely, a game like this at home, it's just simply a must win mm. uh, for them to finish top four. Yeah, I mean, Fife himself said um, after his waffle comeback that he would take six weeks. So um, you know, a, a quick deck at Marvel probably um, you know probably didn't help didn't help him um, for the games we played like that. Um, you know, he, he should be better. Um, you know, better for the run, you'd think. And you know, the, the buy probably seemed like it came at a a good time for him to get his soreness out, but perhaps in terms of uh, you know getting form, he probably needs to, I guess, get used to the sort of um, you know cycle of playing week in week out. So 
yeah, hopefully he, he builds over the next couple of weeks because he obviously looked, um, you know, pretty handy that first game he came back. Yeah, they struggled to kick goals, uh, didn't they, uh, the uh, Fremantle Dockers, against a undermanned Carlton defence. Only kicked, I think, seven uh, in total. So saying that, they're back on the home deck and they take on a desperate Port Adelaide. How do you read this game on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, well, Freo t- t- could be too strong. Just speaking about the forward line, I reckon who's, um, you know, uh, really being missed is Sam Switkowski, isn't he? I'm not sure if he's underrated or overrated or what he is now, but he's just a good player. He's quick and he's important and he just sets a lot up. So uh, Michael Walters is a chance to come back. So, you know, he'll, he'll be a help. He, Walters probably played his best game he's, was his, of the season, was his last game. I'm um, just writing about that at the moment for tomorrow's paper. So, um, you know, he'll, 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 the, the, the chance to get him back, they'll train, they've got their main session in the morning, the Dockers. So if Walters gets back, yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a chance and um, that'll be a help. Uh, one interesting story, actually, uh, Pete, with this game, is uh, we could potentially see uh, twin brothers playing against each other. So Michael Frederick, of course, at Frio, uh, he's got his brother uh, and twin, Marty Frederick, who's a defender uh, for Port Adelaide. But uh, the interesting thing is Port have got a lot of blokes coming back and we're not too sure whether whether Marty's going to hold his spot. So um, we're still waiting on on sort of selection to see where that goes. But, you know, potentially a great story, um, you know, if, if they were to play against each other and potentially even match up on each other mm. uh, at, at stages of the, of the game as well. Interesting. Uh, looking at the AFL ladder, uh, Brayden, as it stands at the moment, heading into the final third of the season, at the moment Melbourne are on top with 11 wins and three losses. Uh, the top side could actually finish the home and away season, you know, 17 wins and maybe five losses or something like that, which normally would get you into the bottom part of the eight. Uh, this could be certainly now a top part of the eight. So there's still plenty of room uh, in relation for Geelong, who are second, Brisbane, Fremantle, all on 40 points, 10 wins as is Carlton, and then, of course, Sydney, Collingwood, and a further game back on eight wins is the Western Bulldogs. What about the sides outside? You're rating on, you think, Richmond, St Kilda, Gold Coast, and Port Adelaide are the only four sides outside the eight that could maybe, if things go their way, sneak in at the expense of one of those clubs that are currently in there. How do you read the final third of the season? And could, could a side like Gold Coast sneak in? I think many people fancy Richmond to play finals, however. It's hard to see Richmond, uh, yeah, missing now. Just just firstly on, on Melbourne, you, you mentioned, and, and a lot of people probably assume, well, I mean, they're a game and a fair bit of percentage clear now. Melbourne have just about got the toughest run home of anybody. I don't think it's inconceivable that Melbourne can miss the top four. So I mean that would be that would be incredible, but um, you know Melbourne's got a, a really tough run. They've you know they play sort of fellow finalists nearly every week in the run home. So yeah, I still don't think sort of Melbourne are any sort of lock for for top spot, even though they're obviously you know best part of two games, I suppose, mm-hmm. clear at the moment given mm-hmm. their percentage. But yeah, they, they've got you know a really tough run. If they were to to lose a midfield as well, I mean Gorn's probably not going to be out for very long. So. Um, I guess the band will be back together pretty quickly, but you know they they do need to be up for for a lot of challenges. Yeah, I don't think there'll be a huge amount of um, sort of movement at the bottom end. I mean, St Kilda's the interesting team. Look, looks uh, pretty good at one point, didn't they? So yeah. um, at the moment, it'd be probably pretty hard to to pick them to, to finish finals. Wouldn't wouldn't it be? And and you know, if, if there is a team to come from, I mean, Richmond are ninth at the moment. I suppose we we, we think they're a good chance to make it. But if there's one team below Richmond who could who could make it, I reckon it's probably Gold Coast. And and wouldn't that be, you know, amazing after 
you know, we think that's the club where Alistair Clarkson probably saw his future yeah, yeah. And, and Stuart Jew under just all sorts of pressure, um, you know, with his with his job on the line. I mean, for, for his, imagine if they could grab eights in the in the year where sort of Clarkson was sitting around mm-hmm. for the job, that, that, that would be an incredible achievement, uh, you know, the, for the club's finally, their first ever finals appearance and for Stuart Jew to do it, you know, under this sort of pressure. Um, it'd be pretty special, I would have thought. Yeah, no, it'd be fantastic. Uh, certainly would be. Thanks for joining us, Braden. We appreciate it. Bring us up to date with what's happening at Fremantle and the Eagles and your thoughts on uh, certainly the season going forward. We look forward to your read tomorrow uh, on Michael Walters in the West. And uh, thanks for spending some time with us tonight here on uh, SEN Drive. Cheers, mate. Good to chat. Good on you. Braden Quartermain joining us on the program from the West Australian. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come back with more in a moment. Uh, plus, just recapping some of the other stories that are going around. Pl- uh, play has resumed for session three uh, in the uh, opening day of the first test between Sri Lanka and Australia. Uh, Mendes has just been dismissed by Nathan Lyon. Lyon is now three for 81. Uh, and Mendes was out for 22. Sri Lanka are seven for 193, and the ball is spinning. Now, Nathan Lyons are a prodigious turner of the ball, but the wicket uh, certainly is taking spin, and it is turning prodigiously for Nathan Lyon on the third session of the opening day of the first test in Gaul. Back with more in a moment here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre.